Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 241, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 241. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time that is. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So it is no surprise that uh, our entire narrative has shifted towards our coronavirus, coronavirus-19 discussion. It is prevalent. It is the, the, the black swan of our industry at this point. Uh, the, the tragedies keep rolling out, uh, the, the, the layoffs and so forth. It is on and on and on. And it is bleak to continue to rehash the numbers and so forth. I have been on nine webinars this past week alone, uh, all volunteering to try to help. As I think a lot of my vendor uh, partners are doing, as a lot of people from ownership and management and what have you are all trying to do is we're trying to just as we're watching the bombs drop, you know, what are we, what's happening? What's, what, what, what can we do? What can't we do? What should we do? Uh, we've had uh, some amazing uh, collaborations going forth. And we'll talk about a little bit of that on our live show review as to uh, yet again, another landmark live show that we've done this week uh, with uh, our attendees. But to keeping to the theme of what we're doing and to be more optimistic about being in the circumstance we are and in the free fall that we are, and we're knowing that as I make this recording, that uh, it is yet to get worse, and it will. So uh, I don't want to keep harboring on gloom and doom news. I want to talk about here now realities of things and so forth. I know that we are furloughing a lot, or I say we, as an industry, we are furloughing a lot of our talented people uh, immediately, sometimes before we even know that they have passwords to platforms that we don't even know how to access back into because they're out the door and we didn't realize that we didn't go through this audit process and this discovery process. I know from being uh, the business that I do that one of the first things we do is audit what platforms uh, all of our clients are represented on and who has those accesses and never once, not once, has it ever been clean and audited and well, here it all is and here's the person and here it's locked down and it's and nobody else that has access to these things should or shouldn't have access to them. Um, it's always a mess. Nobody knows who, they often find out that they don't have access anymore. Somebody did something and they don't know how to get into it anymore. So all in all, that's one thing to consider right now that you need to make sure of that before you start letting your talent go out the door, if you haven't already, is to get from them what it is that they have access to and then go into that access and clean it up so that it's not left accessible by those that are no longer under your uh, supervision at this time. To that end, uh, the tool of uh, the week that I want to talk about is actually a platform platform called Fleek, which is F-L-E-E-Q.io. Why am I referring to this one in particular? Well, oftentimes when we were very busy, we often wanted and wished that we had our protocols written down, our SOPs written down, um, that those that knew what they were doing with platforms and processes and so forth, uh, the training aspect of that, that they can train the people that need to learn it from them. Now, given the fact that we're furloughing so many people, all that knowledge, all that understanding, all that familiarization capability is walking out your door and you don't have an eminent replacement to it. Yes, you have a great anticipation that the people that you've had to unfortunately furlough will be coming back 
and that you want to bring them back. But we don't even know what paradigm we're going to be going into at the end of whatever the end of this is and how long this is before we even get to that ending. Our world is fundamentally changed because of this event. Good or bad, whether we agree to it or not, our world will be different than the world that was before it. Just as any of these landmark events like 9-11 and the financial crisis and so forth are in our cultures. Things change from that. But from a fundamental logistics point of view, the ability to train those that need to be trained on what you have is critical. And Fleek is one of those things that while you still have access to your staff, hoping that you do still, or whether you still want to do that for those that you still have access with, having them transcribe and use this platform to literally create training modules, video and audio, and also text, and also screen grabs, where literally the, the purity of having your person with a platform use Fleek and record their click-by-click -click instructions as they're talking through what they're doing. This actually will transcribe the dictation as they say it, and you put it in other languages as well, um, what they're doing so that there is a training protocol, a forum, so that if somebody else unfortunately has to sit in that chair or you yourself, while the interim of that person being gone, um, you have to do what it is that they did. There's some reference of what it is that they did and how they did it. Why not learn it from the person that knows it best? Now, the caveat to this to understand too, and this is what we've had in webinars and conversations many times, is uh, when you're training, right now is a good opportunity to go back to your vendors and ask to be retrained on the platforms. They obviously have time on their hands. And of course, they would enjoy to create that increased collaboration with you. And Bonnie Buckheiser, who is a brilliant, brilliant revenue management strategist who I've had the pleasure of speaking with in over 33 cities for HSMIS Rocket Program, uh, she referred to training, unfortunately, is, is turning into our day and age as being Xerox training. For those old enough to remember what a Xerox machine was, we call them copiers, but at the time, Xerox was the manufacturer, so it turned into a verb. Uh, Xerox copies, unfortunately, though, if you use the same original over and over and over, it eventually turned into this very blurry mess. Um, and that's what happens with training. Uh, a person learns the original training from the original trainor from the product. And even though 100% was presented, maybe 40% was retained. Well, that 40% gets used and so forth and so on. But then when that person goes to train the next person or another person, let's say, they're only using 40, the 40% that they remember to train the next person. That person also has less retention of what they were trained from the first person. So you see the point. Eventually, you get a copy of a copy of a copy and it turns very blurry and, the, and eventually you may realize you may be frustrated with the software, you may be frustrated with the systems, only to realize that you just don't know all the things that the systems are supposed to do. It's one of the, the frustrating aspects of the vendor side of the conversation that they're sitting there hearing frustrations of losing clients and they're wondering why are they losing clients? The product does what it's supposed to do and yet it's not been conveyed in a way that they understand. So this is a great time to relearn what it is about your systems that you have uh, to retrain as it were and what better opportunity while doing that retraining that you do it and use a platform like Fleek to go over and record it so that there's a purity of the training. Now, fortunately, a lot of vendors have their own training videos and training guidelines and training sources as well. So this doesn't fit for all of what I'm saying, that they may be better than you having to do it yourself. But when you're doing internal protocols, things that are unique to your business or your processes or your SOPs, your recipes even uh, for food and beverage, perhaps, your operational protocols for banquets and, and operations and engineering and engineering maintenance logs and what to do and 
and what's the sequence and what's the scheduling and housekeeping and housekeeping guidelines and housekeeping training, room cleaning, room training. All these things can be done while you still have access to your best talent right now to sit down and start putting this together so you have this in a library so that when it comes time to get out of this, which we will, and whenever that may be, you may need, you may not be able to get back everybody that you wanted to get back. You know, lives change for everyone. And you might have gaps in who you can get back. And you, that gap may include their experience of that particular firsthand knowledge. Here you have a record that you can go and say, okay, I don't have that person back anymore, but I do have a new candidate for this position. Let me train them the way that of what the other person knew that they did with this platform. So Fleek, F-L-E-E-Q.io is the tool of the week. Now for this week's hospitality technique. Okay. So our technique conversation is an extension of this whole process of what Fleek does in the sense of coordinating and training. Uh, so you can have a continuity to understand the usabilities of your products and services and SOPs and so forth. But also an expansion beyond just uh, using that kind of base platform. Um, this is the time, as I mentioned earlier, to audit all the platforms that you're connected to and who's connected and who has the authorization to those and accumulate the keys as it were. Uh, as being a previous GM to hotels and stepping into the door other than making sure people feel comfortable with the new role you're playing and what have you and who's who and who does what, you begin to go through an audit protocol of security measures of who has accesses to accounting information, how uh, human resource information, logging capabilities that GMs need to be able to look at, at, at personnel files and um, uh, legal documents and so forth and also key rings what keys go where what keys open what door what are master keys what's the key box who has the key box who has access to the key box any gm knows that this is a process of discovery and a lot of times anytime you did it even back when it was hard keys and so forth it still is actually um there was always a key that didn't fit and nobody knew what it was there for or who why did why is a, a staffer having that key to that room why that has the safe in it why do they have it well it may have been an accident they end up getting it because it was a matched key to another door that unfortunately was the same and you know all these things that's what audits are good for that's what you need to be thinking about now is auditing your offer your services your program, your product. And, and I mean this in a lot of senses where redo your inventory while you still have the staff on payroll to do it if you haven't cut it already. Go through the process of understanding what departments that need have to access to what. Uh, on a technical side, of course, who has access to what softwares, why, who is the creator of certain things. Make sure you have master administrative accesses. Nobody is above the ownership representation of that product, that hotel, that restaurant should have a better access or a controllable access over the ownership of them. Um, because that is unfortunate if the person may turn negative and they can actually disrupt your business by being in control of it better than you. So it's very important that you take advantage of while you still have accesses to your team uh, to reach out and, and make sure that you have that information. Secondly too, and this goes to the mental health of your team. Uh, we've brought this up many times in webinars this past week. It seems to persist in conversation. There's three conversations that are going on right now. Conversations to our guests and clients of how we are being sensitive to their concerns, what we're doing about that, or if we are closed, our communications of what we would hope to, that they remember us for and that we want to keep the communication with them on. Then we have communications with our team members, the general population of our team 
that includes everyone as to being that leader that they hope to be that that they want that we are honest with them but also real with them that we are helpful and supportive of them but realistic about it uh knowing that not all of us will survive through this not all of us in the same context of what we're doing now is going to continue on and not over promising things or or burying our heads in the sand but having those communications with them openly and then of course there's the closed doors executive team ownership conversations as to the durability of finances the prioritization of of maintaining operations financially liquidities versus what costs need to be cut usually the most predominant one being payroll and how would that be roll out and what criteria would that be established on those closed door confidence conversations as well but during that entire process an audit can happen one you should do things as any staging down goes maybe get self-compressed with your inventory so that you have limited amount of rooms open but you can service them with the staff that you still have and never um sell above your service capabilities don't be a high-end hotel that low rates themselves because they figure they cut all their staff you're going to get the negative reviews you're going to get the negative consumer sentiment for those who are still engaged with you and that's a longer road to hoe than anything else when you start getting negative reviews that takes a longer time to get out of that hole than any financial one that we're looking at right now but take advantage of the talents you had with your engineering teams go through a complete systems audit all furnace and furnaces all electronics all plumbing all everything because eventually given the duration of this uh black swan event you may be down to just one engineer and those things are not things that are going to continue on so having those done as a reset just before you lose the extra hands is a strong one housekeeping full room inventories furniture fixtures everything complete list of maintenance schedule requirements minor and large deep cleaning list deep cleaning schedules all of that stuff should be done and being done now food and beverage same information same types do things that are going to be as supportive to your team as possible if you're having to close your food and beverage operations due to either the fact that you've been quarantined or shut down or just no business available be supportive of your teams maybe rotate them and their families through in in the ability to socially distance them where they can come in and deplete your food stock inventory so because you're not going to be refilling it anyway and it helps augment them so these are all taking advantage of the talent while you still have access to them aspects of what we can what we're calling the technique of the week for this week now this week's hospitality news that you should know okay so news and, and show review our show was epic again uh last week of course we had uh, Dr. Cecil Statton, with, uh, who is the president and CEO of Alhoa, the Asian American Hotel Owners Association, and also Dr., uh, Mr. Robert Gil- uh, Bob Gilbert, um, which is the president and CEO of the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, or HSMAI. Well, we had the pleasure of having them come back again, and we gave them the first half hour of the show literally just for themselves. Um, it's been a week. It's been a tragic week. It's been uh, a daily what's next week. And so it was a chance to see from their position as that they have on top of the associations what they see happening and beyond just what you know forensically but also forward wise what what is it that they see their association focuses being obviously uh dr cecil Staten was talking about their heavy 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 involvement with the um the lodging industry in washington dc uh um 
uh, advocating what can be done to help us financially with government uh, assistance for that. That's their big focus. They're lobbying with that, uh, the advocacy for that. Um, Bob Gilbert, of course, was talking about the rebuilding of the training and the honing of skills of those that are in marketing and sales and revenue management that have been furloughed as to keeping them fresh and battle ready so that they will be able to come back into their positions and when the time is for the industry to try to rebound and be at full form and function for that and be as supportive about educating and, and, and helping people uh, aware of what they need to learn and possibly be better at to become back faster uh, and be uh, maybe even opportunistic in that way of what they can do better. So it was a great to hear both of them once again in solidarity and also in harmony, they are focusing on two completely different things, but for the same goal and gain for our industry in general. Um, after they uh, concluded the conversation after th about 30 minutes, uh, I did have the pleasure of having Mr. Edward St. Ange from Flip2, Mr. Robert Cole with Rock Cheetah, Val uh, Valen Perini with the NOR1, Kate Mohammed, who is the Director of Education for, for Alhoa, Tim Peter from Tim Peter & Associates, Lily Mockerman from TCRM Think Up Enterprises, Stephanie Smith with Cogwheel Marketing, and Amy Infante. And Amy, my apologies, I, off the top of my head, totally blanked as to what your company is, but she's a very strong B2B uh, engagement person and very talented. We've been wanting to have her on as a guest host. We get to feature what she does, which is probably why I don't remember it. Uh, but we keep having the opportunity to have these two uh, gentlemen on, so we keep deferring that. So hopefully we'll be able to get to that quite soon. Um, obviously, the entire conversation with uh, Cecil and Bob was about uh, the... Uh, coronavirus and what's being done from their association's perspective. Then when we had the entire uh, group of co-hosts with us, uh, we dove into the uh, the article's conversation around Airbnb, uh, how it's trying to urge the government to alter the rules for hosting during the coronavirus, because of course they are being affected direly as everyone else is. And there are certain rules that make it very more challenging for them. So that we talked about that a lot, impact of it, impact of OTAs, where will they be the same or different coming out from underneath this, what the brands and brand types uh, will be be like after all this given the impact that this has had on our industry um that was most well, literally that and it's wrapped around the entire COVID id uh, 19 uh, pro, uh impact on our industry we spent uh, well over two and a, two hours on this actually two and a half hours um talking about this so that was our live show and it always is every friday 11 30 a.m eastern standard time um at next week's show is at bit.ly bit.ly forward slash hdm show 242 and we will also have another guest host that week as well. The article I want to bring in as for newsworthy review, the, the one single article that we didn't get to really touch on during the live show, but I thought was relevant in its context, not in its content. <laughs> uh, the statement of the, the, the headline of the article was, Travel Industry Slashes Ad Spending in Half Amid Coronavirus. And the article was thin, I'll be honest with you, from a content point of view. But I want to bring this article into the dialogue because... There are some things that need to be done now, which goes to our technique of the week in the way. And that is everyone's shutting the lights off. They've, they've, they've furloughed their sales teams, their marketing teams, revenue management people, just they're, they're, they're cutting the payrolls. Well, and they're also shutting off now their marketing. That's like turning off your street sign. That even if you're able to do business, you, you can't be found. In our digital age these days, if you're not out there, at least for who you are, at a life support level at least, then you're not to be found at all. What Google has sufficiently done is displace 
and pushed everything below eight pages and a mobile scroll. And mobile is the internet, as we've said before. So you have to get through all the Google dialogue before you get to the first paid aspect of what would be, even if they're looking for your hotel by name. And then, of course, if you were optimized for organic, which if you're letting go your marketing agency for force majeure reasons, they're not keeping that up, so you're going to lose that ground. But if you did keep it up or it's still located there, uh, then you're below even that. So you're not going to be the answer to the person's question when they're looking for what it is that you have. Obviously, there are financial repercussions to this as well that, as any person that handles PPC knows, if you shut off a campaign... When you turn it back on, you will have a higher than previous cost per click uh, um, because Google has to re-identify, index as it were, what your ad campaign was for. And so they charge you higher until they actually optimize why it should be lower. Keeping your ad campaigns for the base minimum brand, just that life support, enough clicks, enough budget to keep it on and active will by far save you money, even if this stretches by weeks and months, than it would have been to have shut it off and then try to go back. And here's why. When you go back, you're not the only game in town. Everybody, it's like the the, the 24-hour races at Sebring where everyone runs across, or Le Mans runs across to hop in their car. Everybody's trying to get to the start line. Everybody's trying to get out to the gate fast and first. And so... If you're hampering yourself by having to be re-indexed and paying more for it, and worst of all yet, having not done other marketing to maintain a market presence, your car is not going to start right off the bat. And there's going to be others who have already done this and will be doing this that will be to the start gate and out and in front when everybody starts looking for places they want to be in your market. So it's very wise to consider, don't slash. I understand you're looking that you have to keep your powder dry and gas in the tank to finish the race. You need funds and money. But this is a natural process of some hotels that are too lean won't come back out of this. Regardless of the government subsidies or whatever happens, they might just be on borrowed time. Others that have planned and prepped and kept a war chest and kept liquidity and kept smart with all this and keep their marketing on so that they can continually be aware. So if they continue to have business or can get business, even if they were shut down temporarily, they're the ones that when this happens will be in a much better position and maybe buy the other hotels that didn't quite make it. Who's to say? So that's the strategy variations of cutting your marketing versus not cutting your marketing. So that's why I use that as our news for this week. So remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, just 39 different platforms. But most importantly, which is kind of fun, you can ask Alexa, Google Assistant, or Siri just simply to play the, the Hospitality Marketing Podcast, and it will begin to play the last show, which is this one so far, number 242. So if you like our show, please rate us and leave us comments. We'd love to hear and see about this. We have time to be able to catch up on this stuff now that since we have to be at home all the time. So I hope this becomes a regular part of your keeping up with what's going on. Uh, aspect of it. If this is your first time hearing us, please subscribe to us on the platform that you found us or any of the other platforms that I have mentioned to us. And if you would like to go over and get all the show notes of the articles and links that we are referring to, in addition to links to the live shows and so forth, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 Eastern US time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. And that, you can simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. There you'll see links to all 242 shows that is uh, 
We've been doing it for a little over six and a half years in 28 countries and over 15,000 weekly attendees. So we have turned into quite, the, which is probably why we get to have the Mr. Bob Gilberts and Dr. Uh, Cecil Stantons of the world join us on our show. So we, we appreciate that. Um, so again, thank you for the privilege of your time. And we'll talk to you all next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 241 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing in support of the HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International All Rights Reserve Copyright 2020. 